Welcome to Overboost 16. Overboost is a podcast interview series featuring discussions with speedrunners about their history in speedrunning and gaming and the runs they're passionate about. I am your host, PMC Trilogy, and with me today is Matt Matt. Matt Matt, thank you for joining me. You are welcome. Now, I, I really, you know, I, I had wanted to, to talk to you before, but I noticed you had a recent milestone uh, that I wanted to congratulate you for, uh, which is that you made Twitch Partner recently. I did, yeah. It's very surprising. I was not expecting it. Now, I wanted to ask, do you feel like you uh, would attribute that to any any particular thing that, that sort of like put you over there because i feel like you've been you know you've you have such a wide variety of games you do and i was curious if, if you felt like there was uh well this was really the thing that that put me over this line well that was the obviously the release of last of us part two which i before the game came out i had this feeling that my channel might take off a little bit but i wasn't expecting it to go as high as it did and i wasn't expecting to get partnered the first try either because i only applied once um, but yeah, it was it was that game. Like I, I've run a lot of games over the years, and some of the games get more views for me than others. But Last of Us has always been the one that always got me the most views. So I assumed when the new one came out, I would get more, which did happen a lot more than I did expect to get. No, I mean that makes sense. I mean I, I think that's a, a smart thing because I know you you have previously run run Last of Us, and so you know seizing that opportunity uh, seems like it was it, just it was it a good off. Of, of course, I was going to run it. Like right. Now, do you now that you have this? Uh, do you feel like there's anything that is is now enabled by this that you're like, ah, now that I have the the check mark, I'm going to do X, or do you feel like you're still going to try and keep up your your similar variety of of runs? Um, well, if you may have noticed, after I got partnered, I stopped streaming Last of Us Two because if. If I hadn't have got pardoned, I probably would have stopped anyway because I was getting quite burnt out because mm-hmm. in that game there's like an hour of load screens where you're just staring at a black screen for like 10... Actually, no, it's probably like 20% of the run. You're just staring at a black screen and it, the game's long. It's like six, seven hours. So I was like, I'm not doing it. I got I got burnt out. I, I didn't have the motivation to play it. So it kind of looks like I stopped playing it because I got pardoned, which isn't the case. I, I just don't want to play that game. But going forward, I'm going to... Um, do what I've always done, which is play loads of different games, maybe go back to some that I've already done. But uh, my channel always, has always been based around just playing loads of games, running loads of games, different ones. But I'll, I'll talk more in a bit about why I run certain games. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and I will go back to Last of Us Part Two when the PS5 comes out. Yeah, hopefully then the load you know, screens won't be as actually- long. Before we transition into, uh, you know, talking about how you got into gaming, that might be one sort of fun current events point. So, right, you know, right now we're having this interview in, in, in August of, of 2020, and I think it'll be probably released in early September. And so that means that we're all awaiting news of the, the PlayStation 5 and, you know, and its promise of SSD you know, load times and some, some amount, question mark, of backwards compatibility. I feel like I've heard every f- flavor of rumor on it and so i feel like for you you know who who has done uh you know several ps3 ps4 speed runs like so you do feel like with those games especially ones with long load times that kind of puts the brakes on because you're hoping maybe you can you know when you do run those games you can in the future do it with fewer less load time of course like 
Um, there might be a bit of an issue when it comes to certain games that I've run if I can then redo them on PS5, say Uncharted 2, for example, um, because there is a few tricks in that game which I'll, I'll mention later, which require you know certain loads to be slow. If it's too fast, it might not work. So I don't know how like that's gonna work. But load screens specifically, I hope they're faster. But the main game that I can think of, or the main games, is like the current gen Uncharted. So like Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, they have really bad load screens, as well as Last of Us 2. That's the main three that I can think of that I personally would play or run. Yeah, no, I'm definitely there with you. I I recently, a few months back, ran a PS4 game for the first time, and that was just doing sort of a a proof-of-concept run of uh, Sakura Wars, which is largely a narrative game with some action parts. And that was definitely like, well, that was interesting, but a lot of load screens and so I, I found myself saying well you know maybe i'll come back to this in the future if i have you know a ps pro, pro ssd or a, a ps5 or something so but let's enough about the ps5 let's talk about how you first got into into gaming is that something that comes from a particular family or friends like where does it begin for you um well my first console that i played on i didn't own was a playstation one back in like I think around 2000, I was three, and I remember I went to my nan's one day, and my aunt bought her PlayStation 1 with it, and I remember the first game that I ever played was actually Pandemonium, if you know what that game is. Yeah, I think I know it. That That's like, um, that's like the, with the jesters, and it's like a 3D platformer? Or, yeah, okay. that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that game is I have a lot of nostalgia for it which I'm quite surprised why I've never ran it but I would like to so maybe that will be a game in the future that I will run but that was the first game I ever played but the first console that I ever owned was um, a Playstation 2 which I've always been a Playstation guy I mean actually I say that I did own a 360 my first like co- like new gen was a 360 um, back when like those came out because the PlayStation 3 was very expensive at the time. Or well, I would have rather had that. Because I've always been a PlayStation guy. But yeah, I got the PS2 in like 20, uh, 2002, I think. And was that just like a, like a holiday gift? or or? I think I got it for Christmas, yeah, mm-hmm. when, when I was younger. And if you notice, like a lot of the games that I ran um, are quite old games. So I'll get more into that. But I, I played a lot of games when I was younger. And... so. No- I guess when you when you're saying okay, so going forward from from there, um, has gaming been pretty consistent for you? Like, did you have any any phases where you're like, yeah, I'm just into MOBAs or Counter Strike or or, or an MMO, or w- have you been sort of mostly just this console single player experience? My 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 gaming like genre over the years has been all over the place. Like, um, when I was younger, I mainly played. Um, multiplayer shooters like call of duty and i did that for a very long time but as i got older i started to drift away from playing shooter games more because it was a l- very stressful and i got really annoyed if you watch my speedruns you know that i get very angry so i, I was <laughs> I, I was watching you play uh, dead to rights this week and that seemed like a oh, frustrating game and <laughs> yeah that game is yeah. that game is something else but um yeah so i I basically played like Call of Duty. I, I first played Call of Duty back in 2008 because I went to my friend's house and um, he just got World at War. It just came out and he said that there's a zombie mode in it. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So I went to his house and we played it 
I really liked it. And I asked my mom if I could have it. And she was like, I can't afford that. You're going to have to have COD 4 instead. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, the first Call of Duty I played was Call of Duty 4. And um, a little bit after that, I actually traded it in and got Border War, which is what I wanted. And I played that so much. Like, um, I played the multiplayer with my friends for a good few years. And then basically every single year when the new Call of Duty came out, that was pretty much all I'd do is play those with my friends for quite a long time, up until maybe... 2012, 2013 is when I started to, to, to get back from like playing multiplayer games because uh, I, I, I think actually I did play Uncharted 3 multiplayer for quite a while um, back in 2012 as well. But after that, I really stopped playing multiplayer games and started focusing more on story stuff because I just wanted to relax and now, chill. You, and that's what I did. Were you doing that on, on the all the the Call of Duty multiplayer friends? Again, I I probably missed the detail. Was that on console or was that on PC? Oh yeah, that was on that was on console. It was so on console. when I okay. first started play, I, I didn't mention that when I first started playing it, I played it on Xbox 360 with because all my friends had Xbox from school, mm-hmm. so we all played that together. And then in 2012, I sold my Xbox and bought a PlayStation 3, and then for a few years after that. Um, I played the, the multiplayers on on PS3, but I only really got into PC stuff or PC gaming in general in 2016 because that's when I got my computer. When I because I've always had a really bad laptop, it was basically a laptop that my school gave me <laughs> for to work on, and it was very bad. So in 2016, I bought like a two grand computer, which is what I use now. And since then, I've put added some stuff to it, but it wasn't till then that I started actually using. A proper computer to play games on and now obviously now if I, a new game comes out i get it on pc if if it's a console exclusive that's why i have my playstation i'll get on that yeah no i mean it's true P- pcs are they're they're expensive especially you mentioned you know, your yours is roughly 2k and sometimes it feels like especially if you're trying to do a new game playing it as well as streaming at the same time uh you know you, you kind of need to have the have the beef there um, exactly. So, I actually yeah. mainly bought. I mean, we're not talking about this game specifically, but I mainly bought a computer just to run Dead Space Three properly because that game requires high FPS, and I'm sitting there running the game in like 160p with a custom resolution just so I could push 60 to do some of the tricks. So <laughs> I, I actually bought the computer so I could push it further and actually do proper runs. And I've been running that game since then as well. So. No, that's that's interesting to note too. The the extent to which we're sometimes pushed to get specific hardware in order to do stuff like that. You know, I mean, you. I think that's probably the most prominent example is uh, a speed game where you need to be able to generate high frames in order to do certain tricks. Uh, yeah, that's mm. that sort of thing can get really really out of hand sometimes. I, I hate them. I can't stand them, but sometimes, you know, there's nothing you can really do about it. And speaking of Dead to Rights earlier as well, there is um, a trick that you can do on the PC version, which allows you to, to, to basically clip through walls at 200 FPS. But when you have the game at 200 FPS, the enemies don't have like a, a cap for their shooting. So they just keep shooting and they don't stop. So you die instantly. So it's pointless to run. You can't. Well, I mean, then, I feel not. like then you would get into a discussion about, you know, having a utility to change frame rate or something, which seems like probably more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, I've, I've never been an advocate of, like, changing the frame rate cap in runs. Like, it's okay if you want to cap it at a specific thing for the entire thing, then that's fine. But changing it throughout, I'd never really liked that. And 
Um, with Dead to Rights, you, you actually soft lock the game in the tutorial if you have it at 200 FPS. So it's just, yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't work. So seems I like it's it probably just inoperable, really. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. So I played it on GameCube. Um, but there's no glitches in in the run at the moment on the console. But it's fun. I I do like doing it, even though it is frustrating at times. I'd rather do that than constantly keep dying just so I can do a skip that maybe saves a minute when I die more times than lose the time that would, would save. It's just it's yeah. not worth it. Seems like you might as well just play like roughly glitchless than than deal with that. Um, well, actually, guess, so let's get into it then. We're already obviously, you know, we're, we're both bursting at the seams with, with speedrun topics here. Uh, what's your first exposure to speedrunning? I mean, it, it's taken different forms because from my basically my entire time I've gamed, I've always liked the idea of, like, say if there's a time trial in a game or something, I always liked the idea of that. Like the Mirror's Edge time trial, so we have to beat a level in a certain time. And, you know, you, I've always liked that. But I've ne- I never took speedrunning seriously until, I guess, 2014. I did, um, basically, Outlast just came out on the PS4. And it had a, a mode called Insane, where basically, if you die, you that's it, game over. And you have to start all over again. And I, I had this thing in my head to speedrun that. And I did that for about a few weeks. I did stream it on a really old Twitch channel, but no one watched me. <laughs> um, Were you using like a timer or, or does Atlas have an in-game timer? Um, I was just doing it to try and beat the game. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really doing it for the speed more. So it was just to, to, to say I could, I could speedrun through it and not die a bunch of times. I did enjoy that. It was just like doing a run... I don't. I wouldn't really. I didn't really care about how fast I beat it. I just wanted to beat the game a few times, and that was pretty much the. That wasn't serious though for me. That was just a little bit of fun. Um, it didn't get serious for me until, um, I think it was about May 2015. Um, because this is what we get into. Last of Us. Uh, I when Last of Us came out on PS3, I basically played half of the game. I got sidetracked doing other stuff. Got bored of it. Sold it. And to be fair, that was probably the best decision I could have made because in 2015, I thought, you know what? I'm going to get it on PS4. I'll play through it. I'll try it again. And I beat the game and I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I was just like jaw dropped about how good it was. I wanted more. So I I did everything I could in the game. I got all the collectibles, did all the trophies and all that. And then after I finished at that time, I still wanted more, but I didn't have a reason to play the game. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to speed run it. And I, and I remember that I streamed my first run. It was on new game on easy. And I had one viewer and it was one of my real life friends who I told I was going to do it. And I beat the game in four hours. So my, that was my first proper real speed run was that. That's neat. You know, honestly, that, I, I definitely relate to that sort of story because I, I feel like what, you know, what you got to there was that you really, you know, that that was your 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 moment of crossing over. So you you had already been sort of familiar with the idea of you know beating a game in a single sitting, like you did with that last, or doing time trials, things like that. Uh, but that was sort of like you you had gone to the end of a game and you're like, you know, what? I want more, and how can I get more? I think that's exactly how I ended up actually, because I had been watching speedruns for years myself. But then when Just Cause Three came out, I played it, played it, played it, did everything. I'm like, okay. Now, what can I do more? And that was what finally pushed me over the edge. So it's very interesting to hear that was your experience, specifically, too, for uh, the PS4 version of, of Last of Us. So 
going going from from there, how does that turn Actually, into? Actually, there is one thing oh. I didn't mention. Okay. Um, my first exposure to actual speedrunning was back in like 2013 because I I I remember on I was on YouTube and I came across Joshimas, and I started watching his like his like highlight videos and stuff like that or stuff that he'd done on San Andreas which is why when I came into your stream the other week I really want to run it because you know that San Andreas was technically my first game that I watched get ran and I remember watching his ESA uh, 2013 run and I watched the entire thing and it was very long it was like six hours but I watched it all because I really enjoyed it and you know I was I was lucky enough that a few years ago, back in 2017, I was actually able to go on Joshima's uh, just ha- just chatting podcast. So going from that to then being able to to, to talk about my speedruns to him on his little chat show was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that that is that's neat too. Uh, you know, so, some folks stick around, you end up able to meet them, and uh, and and contrary to what people say about you know never never meet your heroes, sometimes sometimes they turn out to be pretty nice, and I feel like Josh is definitely one of those and josh is a nice guy yeah absolutely now so you got you got the last of us was really you know what was a big sort of turning point and you speed running yourself from from there do you feel like there's any particular trajectory um that you know covers what what you've run like any sort of like theme or something like that that like oh i see a game that looks like this i'm gonna try and run it um honestly from that point (laughs) It ruined me because every single game that I played that came out, I wanted to run it. So after after Last of Us, um, there was a few stuff that I did. Um, there was a game called Daylight, if you've heard of it. It's like this little horror game um, which came out on PS4. It's also on Steam. Um, but I, I, it's basically this randomly generated world where every single level is random every time. So it was fun and interesting for me to try and run it and try and get a fast time. Um, the concept for each level was still the same, but it was just the layout of the level and how you got to the certain items you needed to pick up to in order to exit the level. And I did that for a while. Um, and then I think after that, Until Dawn came out and I ran that, which is, you know, Until Dawn isn't a typical speedrun because it's a narrative game. You just walk around a couple of times, pick choices, but Until Dawn is one of the games even back then that was one of my most popular that people loved watching it because people would come into my stream and since you got to experience the entire story there was no glitches no skips no you couldn't skip cutscenes. you got to watch the story and people would get really involved in the chat about the story and stuff and it was very cool to to see that but my my genre of speedruns has been like it's all over the place i ran so many different like types of games over the years and even after that you know Daylight compared to Last of Us is nothing alike because Daylight's a first-person survival horror game where you just walk around. Last of Us is a third-person shooter. So, yeah, no, it's big, big variety. Do you feel like that that variety helps keep speedrunning fresh for you? Like that, maybe that's part of why you do it. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I've done so many games, so many different games over the years, so many different genres, and I, I, I mean, there has been times where I've got bored of a game specifically. But um, I've never really got bored of it, like, in in a whole. But one of the main things, I don't know if you were going to bring it up, but one of the main things that I do, and I'll talk about this when I get to Blade 2, was, was Glitch Hunt. Mm-hmm. That's one I'm, apart from speedrunning, I've always been interested in, in the glitching games, routing games, and all that. 
Um, that was one of my things that I enjoyed more than actually running the game. So it was nice for me to, to find a game, to route it, to glitch it, and then run it with all those skips. And that that was one of the main things that I enjoyed. But I don't really do that much anymore because I, I'm not as good at glitch hunting as I used to be. I'm kind of like washed up, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> No, I mean, I was so one of the questions that I that I do get to in sort of this part that we're focusing on just you speedrunning generally is asking, you know, do you feel like you have a, a mission statement or or role when it comes to speedrunning, such as you know grinding versus glitch hunting versus routing? Um, and it sounds like you certainly have um, an interest and in, and in, uh, you enjoy glitch hunting, but as time has gone on, that maybe your particular uh, role has sort of morphed I, I i would say so i mean right now most days it's more about the running than the actual glitching but you know i over the years i've found a lot of glitches in games like when the uncharted came out on ps4 most of the glitches that are in those games i found and those main glitches are, are the ones that are used the most in the runs now and just stuff like that I, I put a lot of effort into into finding some of these things that changed the routes for these games that already had pre-routes before but then I came along and changed it as well and a person I'd like to mention is actually Toxic because he Toxic TT he um he's come into a, he basically started running one of the games that I ran and then he decided to run a bunch of other games I've ran too and he he's one of these people that does manage to change routes for games like he, like Blood Rain for example that game had a that game had a route and he came along into it and can completely destroyed the route that he already had and found like I think like 6 7 minutes of time saving a game that's like 30 minutes long it's just crazy and I I used to be like that but not so much anymore more now I more focus on um actually running games because the problem is i i've i've tested a lot of games what ones that i'd actually want to, to to try and glitch and i've done them all i can't find any more now that i'd want to try and glitch and route and then run and most of the games that come out nowadays especially ones like console exclusives tend to not allow you to skip stuff like last of us part two for example is very 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 lenient when it lets you skip you can't just go out of bounds and you know hit a checkpoint because most of the time they're not there and that's the problem with me now with Gleason tonight I kind of lost motivation because it's really annoying when you spend hours and hours and hours trying to click through a wall you finally manage to do that and it doesn't lead to anything because most of these developers now don't let you skip stuff yeah the the things that happen now when you're trying to you know activate an end level trigger uh, doesn't quite quite work like like it does in some of the some of the earlier games, which is which is a shame because sometimes it is really nice to just clip out of bounds and walk straight to the end of the level and activate it as well as we'll discuss uh, soon. I wanted to get some general uh, sort of takes uh, from your speedrun catalog uh, of all of the games that you have run. What is your favorite speedrun? Well, let me pull up my page here quickly yeah. so I can <laughs> no, look through fair. it. I've got a lot of games fair. on it. So you say like the one that I I enjoy running the most or like just like my favorite in like the terms of the way I think the speedrun has turned out. I mean, I would I if you want to give me if you want to give me both, you can give me both. Um, I I think that question is is meant to be pretty. I would say I mean it to be pretty open ended. So it's a hard one because I've done a lot of games. I mean, I'm in terms of like a game that I, I, I enjoy 
and I think that is is my favorite that I'd always go back to would be Uncharted 2 because I played that game a lot. That that's probably one of the games that I've ran that I've got the most hours in because I grinded that game for eight months straight last year, with nonstop every day. So that game for me is probably the the one that I'd always look at as like my 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 personal favorite to run. But in terms of like. I, I guess that one could also be taken as you know I, one of the guns that I'm most proud of in terms of like the direction it's taken because I had a lot of an impact in that route on PS4 back back in the day. But I'd say the Saboteur is very enjoyable for me as well. It's hard for me to choose. I'd either pick between one of those. I mean, I would pick Blade, but no. <laughs> I mean, you can't. I'm not going to stop. I'm not here to, to, to shame your choices. Well, maybe this will be easier then. So obviously you have a lot of games that you like, which is maybe... Not surprising because you do you do run a lot of games. Uh, how about the flip yeah. side? Uh, do you have a, a speed run? You're like, I did this run, and it is it is of of the of all the games that I've run. It is my least favorite. <sighs> Mafia Three. I don't even have to think about that. That <laughs> game is just horrible. I, I I I when Mafia Three came out, I remember. Do you know Torix? Yeah, I think I yeah, yeah I've seen Torix around. Yeah. So 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 me and him were like. Uh, let's let's write this game when it comes out. Let's try and run it. And it came out, and I played it, and I was like, "This game's a bit." Have you played Mafia Three? I have. I have not played any of the the, the Mafia games. I, I've heard the reputation that Three seems pretty divisive, as far as I can tell. Well, I've never played One and Two. I jumped straight in in Three, and okay. and from what I've seen from the other games, Mafia Three literally has about six main story missions, and the rest of it is just like side quests and that's it for seven hours it's not fun and the speed run was seven hours so i i spent like weeks routing it and 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 i did one run and never again and that was uh, that was like four years ago and i would never touch that again that game was horrible yeah that's a frustrating thing with um you know there's i feel like there's a bunch of open world games that are like that where i i'd be like you know if i could just cruise through the main story missions i would probably be much more interested in speedrunning it i mean off the top of my head like just cause 2 and scarface come to mind as well as being in that category it's, it's not a good speedrun it's it had a lot of soft locks um there was times where you could actually run out of money and completely soft lock the game because the, the game actually requires you to collect money in order to progress i had none at all and i couldn't there was one point where i just I literally couldn't do anything and um, the game is also very RNG. So in between story missions, you have to collect enough money and stuff to, to, to progress in the story. And you do these rackets or like these side quests to do that. And sometimes all the rackets would be random. So it was just annoying to, 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 to run because, you know, sometimes you can do an area really fast and then sometimes it could take you like half an hour or longer than it would normally do. And I remember I tried to do a second run and within the first hour of the game, I'd lost about 15 minutes just to RNG, and then I never played it again. So, All right. Well, to, to end this section of the interview on a more optimistic note, how about a game that you would like to speedrun, but you know, for one consideration or another, you just haven't gotten around to it? GTA San Andreas has to be. I've always wanted to do it, but I just I've never, never took the effort and time to learn it. And that would also be, you know... Any percent, not any percent. The yeah, yeah, not not no, not the arbitrary. I have jump actually and ran any percent. I have done that. I did a run of any percent 
it was 16 minutes I think I got really lucky because I spent a few days trying to practice the, the skip I never got it but I knew how to do it I just never got lucky with the number and I tried one run and managed to do it on the first try I don't know how I but, mean yeah, yeah, but then you was, stop you hang it up after that <laughs> I did actually. I did actually try a few more times after that, but I just never do it again. So I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's that's that." But I would like to do, you know, any percent where you play through the game normally, and eventually I'm, I probably will learn to do it. But it's just it's taking because it's a lot of effort to put into a game, especially with how much you have to remember. Yeah. So eventually I'll get to it, but I don't know when that'll be. No, I, I hear you. I, I've started down that road a little bit. I've been. I've been. My my choice since I. I'm not able to stream too too much was to break it up into segments so i've just been learning los santos recently uh but it's a it's really smart see what, what i would have done is i would have uh, i would have done los santos and then done like one los santos run and then started learning the rest instead of just constantly <laughs> grinding that until i got good at it and then switched because yeah. i'm not i'm just impatient i <laughs> pretty much it yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and there's so much there and it is it is a fun game like to be, you know, to be clear, I you know, I think I, I certainly agree with you that it's just I've been surprised how much fun it is to just sort of to be in that setting and and you know, drive and shoot and all that. But let's get into some of the games that we're going to discuss. And again, the games we're going to be going over are uh Blade 2, Uncharted 2, and The Saboteur. Uh and the one I'm most excited to discuss is undoubtedly uh, Blade Two. Now, specifically, the uh, the video that I watched in prepping for the interview uh, was your uh, run from Valuethon Six. Uh, I guess shout outs to to Boyks, and uh, specifically the category was any percent uh, new game plus. Which my understand from the commentary is that the main difference is that you get uh, UV grenades in that, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so you, you you basically hmm. get points throughout the game to unlock weapons and. Um, the more points you get, it unlocks different weapons. And the only reason we do do game plus is just for the UV grenades. That's literally the only reason. Because other than that, there's no difference. So now, what's your? You have a story with Blade Two. Was it something that you picked up as a speed run, or was this a game that you had encountered at a younger age? Well, a, a, a general theme with all my games that I've ran, uh, um, you'll notice a lot of them are old games. Some of them. Um, are you know ones that I've either been recommended by someone to run or you know I did I'd like the look of it so I decided to run it but most of them are just games that I'm very nostalgic about when I was younger so Blade 2 when I was younger you might you may notice that my my sub badges on Twitch is the Blade Glaive I when I was younger I was infatuated with the Blade character from you know Marvel I watched all the films and then I I I played the Blade 2 game and w- when I was younger it was one of my favorite games to play and I I never actually finished it without cheats because I was that bad. It was it's actually a really hard game which I'll get into more in a bit. But I wanted to run it just because you know it's it's a game that I've played when I was a kid and you know I'm running out of those. I mean like the last one that I ran that I did play when I was a kid that that, that I've learned was Dead to Rights and it took me a long time to get around to doing that. But yeah, Blade 2 is one of those games I played when I was younger and I wanted to get more, you know, out of playing the game. I wanted to go back to it and, and yeah, that's that's where that started. Now, so I assume you probably, because my understanding from looking up this game, this was the, the this game was on PlayStation 2 and Xbox and I guess you would have been playing it on, on PlayStation 2 as a, as a kid. What version are you are you playing now? I noticed you're on the leaderboard. It says uh, it says emulator, and I wasn't quite. Are you playing on PCSX two, or is there a different setup? Um, I I guess it's technically emulator, but I I actually am playing it on PS three. 
Oh, I got a but backwards compatible PS3 because it has. Uh, I have a modded PS3, okay. so I can uh, technically I can play backwards compatible games through that. But I I class it as an emulator because um, it does have faster load times. If you played it on PCSX2, it would be faster than the way I run it. But I'm just more comfortable using um, the the console instead of the emulator. But um, going back to, to to how I started running as well, um, I. Have you ever heard of the Thrawnus or Thrall UK? I don't think so. Uh, he he was a very prominent um, glitch hunter back in the day. He did a lot of stuff for Metal Gear. He found, uh, I think, along with Magnum, he found the um, the 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 skip in Metal Gear Solid One, the one that skips doing the heli fight. I forgot what it's called, but he he had a lot of thing in terms of glitching games. And I remember meeting him when I started running Last of Us, and you know I was inspired by all the stuff he'd done with glitching. And I, I remember messaging one, messaging on, on Twitch one day and asking him, you know, how do you do it? Because, you know, I, I would love to, to, to... I've got some games that I would love to try and break. Because when I was a kid, I'd never seen Out of Bounds in Blade 2. I didn't even know what it looked like. I had no clue. And I asked him how he does, does it. And um, he said, just try stuff. And I was like, okay. So I just tried stuff. And I wanted to glitch Blade 2. That was the first game that I actually tried to glitch hunt was Blade 2. And... Obviously, as you may have seen from the the run, it's very, very broken. <laughs> yeah, it, and, you know, uh, as as speedruns go, Blade Two has a truly excellent. Uh, what I I don't know there's there's a metric for this, but I always call it like time to first out of bounds, which is like how how long does it take in the speedrun <laughs> for the player to get? And Blade Two, excellent top tier first time to get out of bounds. It's like ten seconds. It, it really, yeah, that. it really is. Yeah, so that actually that actual skip was one of the, the I think it was a one of the later ones I found, but for the longest time in Blade 2, I, there's a skip. I don't know if you want to go more into detail about the skip, so I'll, I'll let you I mean, I would say, you, you know, so, talk about it. Yeah, if you want to talk about the out-of-bounds skip, because, so, so, you know, in terms of, of questions that I would have that would lead to, I think, the answer you're about to give, certainly if you want to describe, you know, because you're able to speak to how this run came together since you had done some, you know, the glitch hunting and stuff like that. So certainly... Uh, you know, if you want to talk about the discovery or, or, or like the different methods of getting out of bounds, because I think one of the things that impressed me watching the run was like the first time I saw you do it, I think it was, you know, you like jumped onto, uh, you know, some kind of debris or furniture and that pushed you out of bounds. But throughout the run, uh, it seems like there's a real plurality of methods that you use to get out of bounds. Yeah. Um, and so if you want to talk, uh, you know, about that, maybe just kind of give. Uh, the listener idea of sort of the tool set for going out of bounds and what you can do with that. And, you know, feel free to talk about that. Well, one of the first glitches that I found in that game was, um, uh, there's a level called acid rain. Oh, no, I think it's cover up. Actually, the first ever skip I found was the one in cover up. So I found out that, um, if you side jumped, um, I might as well explain how this works, actually. So the way the game in Blade 2 checks floors is it's like, okay, you side-jumped. Where's the floor going to be? And then it locks you to that floor. But if you jump and in the middle of the gap, there's a gap where you would drop. The game thinks, okay, he's going to land down there, but you don't. And you, you, you would then fall through whatever is under you down to that level of where that floor would be. So you, I found out that if you jumped from the top of the stairs... Um, into like a like a like a side barrier um the game would want you to land on the stair level but you don't so you just click through the barrier and land where the stairs level would be and that was the first out of bounds i found and i found that you could do that and then you could move 
um, and then jump to the end of the level. And that was the first glitch I found. And that was the only skip in Blade 2 that lasted for years because I couldn't find anything else. And there was at one point where I was like, um, this game needs more stuff. And I tried so much. And then I found out that um, you can do the the first skip, which you, you mentioned. Um, if you get yourself into a tight gap, sometimes if you if you punch you can then get forced through the wall. So that the first skip I do is is that. So basically what you do is you get into a tight little gap and then you you basically what I do there is I backwards punch twice and it forces me through the wall. And then the level after that you'll probably notice that as soon I as soon as I start the level I run up the stairs and then in the next room I like side jump into like a pot. For whatever reason that was like the second skip I found or third you just kind of just it just pushes you through the wall and there's a lot of stuff in blade um but one of the main things that really broke blade was um the side jumping but i figured out one day that you could change direction in midair and it was weird because you'd think if you're jumping right you would hold left and then you'd go left but that's not how it worked if you wanted to change direction what you would do is you would jump in the direction you wanted to go so like say if you're on a ledge and there's a floor below you i'd side jump to where the floor is and if you hold backwards and press jump again, for whatever reason, he just goes left to the opposite direction. So you basically get trick the game to thinking you're going to land on that floor, go back to the ledge you jumped off of, and then you clip through it. And you probably would have seen that a few times as well um, in the run. So is that is the way you describe it uh, that you're you're pressing the jump input again after you know doing the 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 jump the first jump into the air. Um, but that's not it's not like there's like a double jump in the game or something like that. it just happens it happens no. to be that that input is allowing you to change direction midair yeah if you if you hold backwards and do nothing you don't change direction you have to press jump I don't know why it works and that's probably why for the longest time it took me to find that because I just I never really put two and two together and realized you know oh this is how that works because you wouldn't think to, to change direction you'd hold backwards you think you'd have to hold left but that doesn't work you have to hold backwards if it makes sense no, I, well, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, it probably only makes sense if you look at the code and, and you find the corner case. And that's the, so often the case with these kinds of kinds of glitches. One thing, you know, that, that came up uh, when listening to the Marathon VOD that I was really curious to get maybe a little bit more of the story about. Uh, this game was the last game from a studio called Monkey Foot Productions. I think that put out a, a total of three games and yeah uh i did i hear right that you you had some sort of contact with one of the developers at one point about some of the stuff that you found in this game yeah so i um a few years ago when i got i think i got a 54 that's when i found um uh bloodsucker skip because bloodsuckers i'll get more about i'll get more onto it later but bloodsuckers is the worst level in the game and i for, for the longest time i could never find a skip for it and, it, and i and that level was the reason i wouldn't run it and i remember I, I eventually found that skip and I did a 54 run and then I I contacted him and I was like, hey, um, you know, people do like this game, whether it, can, it made you, you know, you might leave a sour taste in your mouth because of what happened, but I know people that like it, I like it, here's the speed of it, you should watch it and he watched the run, he messaged me and told me that it was really cool. Um, seeing all the glitches and stuff and he told me also how it annoyed him or he liked how it annoyed me when the AI would block the doorways because he made them do that on purpose I'm like oh thank you Mike it's very nice of you uh, but yeah so I spoke to him for a little while um, his name's Mike Diskett by the way he he was, a, he was the game designer I think or like the lead 
game director. I don't actually remember what it was for oh, that was game. It, is, he's, he's the developer. I think cause one of their games, I think, had the source code released, and I think he was the developer who did that, right? Maybe. Um, okay, I might have read that. I think that was, I think that was um, Urban Chaos, wasn't it? No. Yeah, it was no, Urban Chaos. That was, or, it was, it was, it was Urban Chaos, yeah, under the MIT license on it GitHub. Was? Yeah. Well, at least this is according to okay. Wikipedia. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to guarantee Wikipedia. Um, I was just, well, I think there was another game before that that they made, which yeah. he released the code for as well. Okay. But I don't remember what it was. So yeah, the but other yeah, game they so released I, is I called spoke- Startopia. Yeah, that that's the one. That's the one he released the code okay. for. I remember seeing that as well. But yeah, so I I wish you would give me the Blade Two code, Mike, if you're listening. <laughs> give me that. <laughs> but yeah, so I I spoke to him for a while, and then you know there was a few other developers that I actually I sent the um the 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 video to as well. There's a guy called um, Finn Magetchi. I can't remember his name. He also watched it, and so did um, Guy Simmons, who was another one who worked on the game. He also watched it. You know, because it's called to me that, you know, a game that I played when I was a kid, you know, I never would have thought that I'd be able to show the developers of the game, you know, what I was doing. And they then they're thinking it was really cool. And, yeah, so I actually did ask Mike to... Um, to join me on a stream one day and talk about the game and you know development and stuff and stuff like that but he said he didn't have time because at the moment he's working on uh, a game that literally got released today um called windbound i think it is oh cool so yeah that's very cool so i mean maybe now that that's come out i can message you again asking yeah. you to do that you never know i'm I, you yeah, are, so i am glad to hear that with, with all the 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 trials and travails of uh of, of game development i mean so often we hear stories about you know certainly some some companies out there which which don't treat people well i'm sort of glad to hear that there's developers out there you know who are able to 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 feel like they can stay in the industry and and do things and even after you know something like your your company folding uh, so that's yeah. very well, cool. Mike's got a Mike's got a big repertoire of companies he's worked for. He's, he's even worked for Rockstar as well. So now bringing um, it back yeah, to all those mm-hmm. on his Twitter. Okay, no, Carol, you can go. <laughs> bringing it back to Blade Two. Uh, you mentioned the the Bloodsuckers skip. Did you want to talk about that a bit? Uh, yeah. So the Bloodsuckers is the the level before the last one. So it's right at the end of the game, and it's basically there's a, if you've noticed because you would have watched it. There's a there's a few levels where you have to escort. And a companion to to like city sewers. That's that level we can't skip yet, mm-hmm. but it's like ten minutes long, and you have to escort Whistler while he places some bombs. Um, and the reason why we can't skip that is because the level starts where it ends. So he goes there, comes back, and then it ends the level. We can't figure out if there's a way to trigger the end of the level without doing it. But there's a few of these escort levels, and one of them is at the end of the game. It's called Bloodsuckers, and basically what you have to do is you start the level, you have to go to this helipad. You have to find Dr. Grant. She's this chick who, who can who can hack into the core. Um, you have to bring her to the core. Bringing her to the core is one of the most horriblest things you will ever bear witness to. There's so many enemies. She dies so quickly. It's horrible. So I, I really wanted to find a skip to, to skip this level. Now, the thing is, you can go to the end of the level, and um, the end level trigger is right behind this gate. And I was like, how can I hit this? And I managed to get a bounce in that area, but, you know... I couldn't get up there. The, and the thing I didn't mention before is, is that Blade 2 is based on, like, planes. So, like, if you get out of bounds, if you jump to another area, you will zip up to where that area would be. And you don't just walk under it. Um, but this area, the trigger was above the level plane, so I couldn't get up to it. And for the longest time, I tried to figure out a way to do it. And I remember one day, 
I was just messing around. You know, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try and jump at the gate for a bit. And I remember walking up to it. And I turned my back to it. I just backwards jumped and went through it. And I was like, what? What just <laughs> happened? I was so shocked. And I thought at the time it was because of the glaive. Because I was messing around with the, the glaive. Um, but it wasn't. Literally, that's the only gate that you can do that on. Luckily enough, for some reason, I don't know why it works. But if you if you line yourself up in a specific way with your back facing to it and jump backwards, you just go through it. It must be because maybe there's like a, a gap in it that you can jump through. But yeah, that, that skip saved five minutes and a lot of heartache and... It's still the best skip in the game in my eyes because that level is awful. No, I mean it seemed like there were some skips you had found, you know, from from listening to the marathon commentary, like that. You know, the, being able to walk past the level where you have to dodge trains uh, was definitely one that seemed like avoiding a lot of trouble. And then the other oh, one yeah. that yeah. I really liked was uh, being able to put yourself in a position uh, when I think it's like the last time that Whistler plants bombs, where you can put yourself in a position where the enemy AI just can't get to you. <laughs> and so they just oh, yeah. I found that by accident I found that by accident so, so the old strat for that was to um, basically that ledge that I dropped to you can clip through it and go out of bounds so my old strat was to just go out of bounds jump to where the, the water doesn't damage me and just wait out of bounds um, but one day I found out that I dropped down and I was like nothing's happening I turned around I just see all the enemies just standing there staring and I'm like what and I just so I, I left it and they just didn't do anything. They just stood there and watched me while Whistler just went and planted the bombs. And I was like, that is a great strat. So literally the end of the level, the end level of the game, you just sit there for three minutes doing nothing. So it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, that level as well is... Uh, if, if you've played Blade 2 casually, not many people have, by the way. It's not a very well-known game. But if you've played it casually, that last level is really, really hard. Because those enemies infinitely spawn. You can't kill them all. They keep spawning. So you have to keep killing them while Whistler's trying to plant those bombs. And if either you die or he dies, you have to start the level again. And it's very annoying. So that strat, to, to stand on that, is a lifesaver. No, that definitely seems like it, it You know, again, takes something that's very stressful and, and makes it uh, r- relatively stress-free. Uh, so before we move on to Uncharted 2, do you have any future plans to to return to this one, or do you want to dare people to compete with your time and then you'll return? Or <laughs> I, I would love more people to run Blade 2 because only me and Toxic have actually ran it with the glitches, and for the longest time it was only me that ran the game with the glitches because I, I that entire game was routed by me. All the skips and everything were found by me, every single one that is in the game, and that's why I I, I like to think it is like my my, my proudest glitching moment because all the stuff in that game I found. Um, but yeah, I'd like more people to run it. I'd like to see more names on the leaderboard. I've had a few people that said they would, but they never did because they, it's, it, it is actually quite a hard game to learn as well because a lot of the skips, as you may have noticed, you're not jumping blindly out of bounds. You can't see where you're going. And obviously I've played it for so long, I know where I'm going. But for some people, you know, that just kind of not make them want to do it. But... I'd like more people to run it, yeah. Well, I, I can tell you that I'm probably going to shop this game to uh, to Fast Bad Society, which is a little a little collective uh, endeavor I do where, where me and KZ Fru and Makebake and some other people uh, work on quote-unquote bad games uh with the interest of turning them into speedruns so we'll we'll see if anyone bites there maybe maybe you'll you'll be getting a tweet about that in the future we'll see 
Well, if 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 someone does play that, can they please find a way to skip city sewers? Thank you very much. No, I will. Uh. That will that will definitely be one of the our our like we have like a chief glitch hunter who, who's a cobbly who does a lot with mafia too. I think and uh, his ability to, to just like strip things down for parts is uncanny. Uh, so we'll no. see. I don't want to. I don't want to overpromise, but I was definitely already you know taken with the, the stuff that you had found. And, uh, you know, and sounds like, you know, if there's more stuff to be found, it's always a fresh set of eyes. We'll, we'll help with that. Um, but let's move on to Uncharted 2. Uh, with this, I had watched, I think, a, a lot of yours from uh, one of the Uncharted-thons. And specifically, I wanted to... Uh, so you, you said that this is the PS4 version. And the reason the PS4 is sort of the one that you do is because... This is the one where you had found a lot of the the air walking tech and the other things. Can you talk about how you how you ended up finding that stuff? Uh, yeah, it was actually a fluke. Uh, so, I if you heard of this guy, his name's Frico. He does makes last of us videos, but he um he was messing around because one of the first glitches that I found in that was um the uh, oh no no I didn't find it actually. I, I, I've lied completely. Someone else found something before me. It was the the book launch, which basically if you get on a ledge. And you, you basically stagger and then open the journal. For whatever reason, you just get launched in the air a bit. And um, basically, the concept of that was, you know, you, you just switch. You just have one gun in your hand. Because when you have a gun in your hand in Uncharted, when you open the journal in Uncharted 2, it has to put the gun away before it will open the journal. But for whatever reason, they didn't stop you from moving while that's happening. So you can just open it and you'll keep walking off of a ledge for a little bit. And then you'll float in the air. And that's used at a bunch as well. We call that a journal extend, where you walk a bit forward and then jump from it to, to jump further than you would normally be able to. Um, but you basically do that, um, but off a ledge, and you go upwards instead of forwards. So you go up in the air and float. And uh, the concept of that was, I, Frico was messing around with trying to do it while switching weapons. I was like, hmm, interesting. So I, I, I remember I opened the game one day, and I was messing around, and I, I swapped weapons and pressed journal, and I just soft-locked. I couldn't move, and I just kept walking infinitely. And I was like, what? How did I do that? And I was so shocked, because that was big at the time. Um, and eventually I figured out how to do it, and basically what you do is you have to press journal on the few frames uh, once once Wally's put the gun away. So in the middle of the switching weapons, it just it doesn't know what to do when you press it, so it just stops and soft-locks. Um, and then... For the longest time, that was the way it worked. Um, just that. And there was a couple of skips you could do with it because obviously with that, you have to rely on hitting checkpoints because once you do it, you're soft-locked, you can't get out. You have to rely on hitting a checkpoint to progress. And then one day I thought, you know what? I wonder what happens if I, if, I, if I pull out the grenade right before I press journal. And that worked. I was able to pull out the grenade and hold it while I was air walking. And then I threw it down and knocked me out the soft-lock state. So that blew the game wide open. Um... And, uh, yeah, so, wait, what was the question? Well, so the question was, how did you get an airwalking? And you, you've been, you, you've, oh, you yeah. followed the natural thread there, which was to talk about how the pieces came together. Because, you know, the run I watch is, you know, the finished product where you're, you're pulling out the grenade and the journal and you're flying up into the air and then you're having to use the, the grenade to, to knock yourself out. But I, I think it's interesting to see, you know, like <laughs> the progression, right? Because it wasn't just like, Oh, this uh, sprung fully formed from from the earth, but instead it was, you know, we knew about this other trick from before. Then I was able to, you know, do it infinitely, soft lock it as you said, and then 
you know, you're like, all right, well, how can I get out of this? And that really, that really does break a lot of things up. Did you want to sort of highlight any instant, like any application of that trick that maybe is like your favorite in the run that allows you to skip a lot? Uh, well, one thing I didn't mention is that you can um, also combine the book launch with the air walk. So you do the thing where you go up in the air, but soft lock yourself and you just keep going up. You never stop. So that's actually used a few times. But one of my favorite skips with the air walk, hmm, there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's, one, there's one major trick we do in, in Chapter 5 where we air walk for a good minute or two, a good few minutes. Um, and we basically skip from chapter five to chapter seven, and that saves a good, I don't know, six, seven minutes. Probably one of the more bigger ones in the game, but that's also one of the more harder ones in the game because you, since you're air walking for so long, you have to make sure you're going in the right direction, and it's very easy to mess it up, and you have to retry it, and it's it's really annoying to 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 keep doing it. But I'd say that one, for because of how far you go. Is, is one of the more interesting ones to watch. But the, the Airwalk has so many different applications, and I, I mean, I could go through all of them if yeah, you if want. Yeah, if you want to talk about sort of like what, what you use it for. I mean, but obviously, you know, I think the way, you know, we've just described it and the way I kind of viewed it was like, oh, well, you know, you're just sort of traversing from one area to the other, almost like, you know, walking out of bounds in, in Blade 2. But it sounds like there's some more specific stuff going on. And so if you want to discuss some of those applications. Uh, well... There's so many different ways to use it. So the swapping weapons and soft locking it, it is very broken. Um, you can actually... Um, I still don't know why it works, but if you if you go up against the... You probably would have seen this a lot. If you go up against the wall and you switch weapon and soft lock yourself in the middle of pushing yourself against the wall, you get the momentum from that push and it's way higher than a normal walk. So then when you when you soft lock yourself into the air walk and you go out the wall, you just fling off really fast, and we call those zips. And that's used quite a lot throughout the run because obviously air walking with a zip is a lot faster than air walking normally in a straight line. And there's a few spots we do that. You can also do zips in certain locations to go up as well as just across. And there's a, some places where I also do that. Um, but there's so many different ways to use it. And I... Un- the Uncharted 1 is very broken, but Uncharted 2... Like, Uncharted 1 is basically just we use one trick the entire game. Uncharted 2 has a mass variety of stuff that you can use, like zips, regular airwalks, upwards airwalks, uh, journal extends, um, and then you've got, like, the cover clipping as well, where basically if you if you aim while in cover and move backwards or move sideways, you basically kind of get half clipped in, and then you can just let go, and you'll just clip through the, the, the wall you're uncovering. And so that's used a lot as well. There's just so many different things you can use. Yeah, so that um, last one you just mentioned, that's the one... Uh, there, there was one clip that really made me... Uh, there's one part where when you first discover, um, I think they're what they're called, like the guardians. I always just call them like yetis in my head. But like when you have a fight with them and you're hanging out with with you know, Drake's with Flynn, and you just clip into the the floor, and uh, and then the, the guardian just walks up to you and is like, "Well, I can't do anything about this." Yeah, that's not faster. It's just you that area's on a timer, so you just wait and that's more funny because you can basically make it so he's running right into your face and it looks really wrong yeah no it's, it's, <laughs> that's what it, that's right yeah. i want to so the um uh, one thing i wanted to uh, hone in on specifically was um when it, you kind of get into like a, what i would call like the back half of the game i think it's chapter 17 there are some rocks that i think you do a zip off of is oh, that no he's is go, that the he's same going stuff that you're talking about or is this like a different trick what, so so you, did you not watch my PB? You only watched the marathon. I only watched the marathon run. 
Okay, so so those rocks, um, there's a skip that we do in in, in in my PB and also in World Record where it's it's horrible. So it's got like a maybe a ten, like not even ten, like a two percent chance of working maybe. And you basically just you put yourself in the middle of the rocks, you push up against them, and hope that you get flung off into the distance. And then you have to hope that you have the right height, uh, speed. And, and stuff to, to end up in the right direction to end up in the area where you first meet the, the, the Yeti. And that saves about five minutes if you get it first try. And, you know, for the longest time, we, we did know about it because it's like, it's one of those tricks where it's like, you think of it as like segmented only. It's like, why would someone do this to themselves? Because it's so random and so hard to do. But Erem's decided to do it. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. And I was like, now I have to do it. So I had to you know, for the longest, that's why I said I grinded it for eight months because this eight months of grinding was me just trying to do this trick to get a run with it. And it was horrible. But it's probably the most interesting skip on fun one to watch because it just looks so funny when you just go flying off into the distance and you go really far too. But yeah, it's just dodgy collision launches you and you just got to hope for the best. That's pretty much it. Now, do you have any, it sounds like you spent a lot of very concentrated time playing this game uh, do you have any plans to to return and try to improve? And honestly, from what you just described, it sounds like maybe not the most uh, great experience to <laughs> well, grind. I like, like I said before, it is one of my favorite games to run, and it's probably it's probably out of all of my speedruns, it's probably the game that I'm the best at. Like the one that I my my skill level on that is a lot higher than all the other games I've run because I've just done it for so long, and it's very hard. You can ask a lot of people who've played Uncharted games, you know, they all say that Uncharted 2 is the hardest. It's one of the hardest to run because a lot of these tricks that you do are very random and require really precise inputs. Like the gap that you leave in between holding the stick and then pressing journal has to be an exact amount. You can't just push the stick and then press journal. You have to do it perfectly for it to work. Stuff like that. So I will go back to it. I mean, I've I've been streaming it. After I stopped playing Last of Us 2, I've been streaming it again recently and uh, I would like to try and get a PB in it again but it's just a lot of effort to, to keep playing for 40 minutes to get to that one trick for it to not work and then I have to restart and it's just and then of course then when you get it you have to then try and not choke the rest of the game and um, chapter 18 also has another skip which is very difficult to do um, so back to back you got chapter 17 and then 18 both have really hard tricks obviously the 17 one is a lot hot, more harder but the 18 one can also lose you a lot of time too, and then you run dead there as well. No, I mean it sounds like it sounds like very optimized. I would say that it's just because of the the variety of tech, um, and you know that as as it became apparent that somebody uh, who you already named decided to include that trick in the run. You know that's what happens, <laughs> right? It's just every, yeah, all right, well I now mean, if you want to get a top time, I guess we're doing this. Also, shout-outs to, to, to Hey French and Hutch T, who were the ones that found that horrible skip. I had no say in it, had no part. Basically, Hey uh, Hutch T found that dodgy wall, and it launched him off into a direction. He laughed about it and then moved on. Hey French decided, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a skip, and I hate him for it to this day, because <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> well, I, and, you know, now that you're mentioning uh, other people running Uncharted, I guess I should say that, like, you know, also shout-outs to, I guess uncharted speedrunning for for you know putting on their own events everything of course the marathon vod i watched was was from an Unchartedathon event um and that seems yeah, pretty that, dope so like you know shout out to that doing that organizing work yeah it's pretty like um, the uncharted community is really really good and it's grown a lot over the year over the past like couple of like maybe the last year or two it grown up it's grown a lot 
and um, that's why I decided to put on a charter song because I wanted to I wanted to um, bring all these people together to to do a marathon based on just those games. And Uncharted also isn't just about the Uncharted games as well. It's all about games similar like Indiana Jones or Tomb Raider stuff like that. So that's more so just to pad out the marathon so it's not too short because obviously there's only so many Uncharted mm-hmm, games sure. and so many categories. So. But it's it's fun, and it, that that we do that once a year, as well as the, doing shots fired once a year as well. Yeah, no, you know, I I I think I I had forgotten to write it down in my notes, but that was uh, you know certainly uh, the work of organization in speedrunning is really important, and um, and you know shots fired had always been one of my series, and so to see you sort of pick that uh, up because uh, I think it was it was Shadex who had ran that previously, right? Yeah, I basically I. Um, for for a couple of years, I'm, the first marathon I ever did was in 2016, and I did uh, Dead Space Three. <clears throat> and after I was really nervous when I did that. Cause it was the first ever time I'd done one. I'd never really spoke before. And if someone because if someone watches that run back, I sounded really nervous. But I did my best, and you know I felt comfortable doing the shots fired runs. And you know when 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 they stopped, you know because obviously it was the first marathon I did, and I'd done pretty much every shots fired since then. I you know, knowing that it probably wouldn't carry on, I didn't want that to happen. So I messaged him and I was like, "Yo, I do all these other marathons. Would I be able to take over and, and do shots fired myself?" And I'm actually very surprised that he said I could. So that stemmed from that, and then shots fired resurrection happened last year, which was the first one I did, which I think went, apart from a few errors, went very well. Yeah, I thought it was um, outstanding. I, you know, I, it felt like it, it felt like well, we picked up you. right where it left off. So. It did. I, I wanted to keep it, you know, as close to home as I could, you know, with the layouts and stuff. I wanted to, to, to not change too much. Um, the only thing that would, that would change is maybe the length, because I think Shadex had more of a, a lot of more people that could help. I didn't. Um, so, you know, five days that I did, four or five days that I did, it was a lot less than him doing like seven. So, but, you know, also speaking of shots fired, since this is going to come out before, the submissions for the new one are going to open on the first of September and it's going to be called uh, Shots Fired well, I forgot the name already <laughs> oh Shots Fired Extraction imagine being an organizer oh, and not remembering the name awesome so no, Shots I Fired mean, Extraction yeah so I, I think right now this is going to probably this 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 pod folks will be hearing this podcast uh, after that happens but uh, if you're listening to this around around the time that this podcast first drops uh, early in September uh, I will absolutely be including links to uh to the shots fired uh you know account so you know if you are a runner and you play a game with shot i i I, it is unquestionably my favorite online marathon series so you know follow the account to watch it and then also you know if you're if you're a runner definitely submit as well those links along with you know links to to matt matt stuff uh and the runs that i i watched for this interview will be below um let's do let's do a drive-by on on saboteur as we start getting uh towards the the end of this uh this is a game i recently recently casually played and uh watching the run uh well actually i should first ask was this a game that you had played in, in launch or had you only come to it later as a speed run i actually played uh Sepita back in 2009 um on xbox 360 so i remember i remember going to my friend's house and he had it and i was like oh this looks really cool so i bought it and at the time i loved it i thought it was one of the best games i'd ever played and Speedrunning it was a different story, which I'll get onto in a minute. But yeah, I, I played it when it came out 
uh, back on Xbox. So when you came to, to speedrun it, were other people already already working on it, or was this something where you had to bring routing to? Because I feel like we've we've talked about two games where you've really done a lot of great work and in, in, uh, glitch finding and routing, or, or at least contributed. Uh, what was the case with Saboteur? Uh, well, let's just say in Saboteur, I saved <laughs> approximately about two and a half hours. <laughs> Good, <laughs> because Good. I when I. I, I picked up the saboteur basically as, as a meme because I came across this video on YouTube where this guy uh, managed to trigger the credits. Early and I was like, hey, what was that? It must be like an Easter egg ending, but it still triggers the credits. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a run of this. So basically what you have to do is you have to unlock the perk to be able to shoot from your car before you do the first race. And for whatever reason, if you kill Dierka during the race, it just loads the credits. I think it was an Easter egg they put in because after you skip the credits, it actually says, um, I can't remember what it says, but it basically tells you to retry. So it just it did fail, but it still plays the credits. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to do a run of this as best as I can, and I'm going to submit it. And I, I remember doing a run, and it was like 38 minutes or something like that. It was really slow because I didn't have a route for how to get the perk. I just kind of knew what to do to get it, and I just did it. And then I submitted that. But I was like... You know, I actually quite like this game. It's got... It, the driving's really good. And I, I, I say this to this day, but the driving in Saboteur is probably one of the best I've experienced in any, like, open-world, like, uh, game that has driving in it. I think Saboteur's is probably the most fun for me to do. Um, so I like the driving. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and run the actual game, do all, all, the, all the main missions. And I did that. My first run was, like, two hours and 40 minutes. And... I, I, I guess I did have a hand in routing because I did find a different, a bunch of different driving routes, a bunch of different strats for some of the levels, but some, some of it was already there because at the time, I think the world record was by Griboro and it was, I think, 2.10, 2 hours, 10 minutes. I can't remember. It might have been more than that. But before he came along, also Griboro, shout out to him, he's an absolute legend at Saboteur. He's really good at it. But before he came along, there was a, there was only a couple runners and their times weren't that optimized. It was like 2.30, 2.40, something like that. So they weren't that great. But then when he came along, he 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 dropped the time down a lot. And I didn't really push for world record or anything fast like that. I just kind of liked running it. It was one of those games that was chill for me. So like Saboteur for me wasn't as serious as some of the other games I've ran are. So yeah, but I... I I guess I did have a hand in routing some stuff, driving routes, stuff like that. But now, just also, I did actually find one of the only glitches in the game, mm. which I guess we'll get onto in a little bit. I'll ask about that in a second. One thing I want to just clarify for anyone listening: now, with with Saboteur, there was a sort of, I think, renaming of categories because I remember years ago the uh, the thing that you just described, where you you, know, you get the perk and you shoot Durker during the race at the beginning of the game that you know, that rolls the credits. That had been labeled any percent for a period of time uh but i think recently yeah. there was a decision that to call that any percent credits warp and then that the sort of the more like the normal uh which i think was previously what all story missions or all or just all missions or something all, all main missions, all main missions that's called. right um that that is now the regular any percent um was it i guess i mean it seems like that credits warp category isn't that fun so maybe it was the decision just to sort of push people towards like hey this is really the what we think the main category is uh i guess so i mean the the decision was kind of mutual on a few people's part because i got a pb i think it's my my pb i have now where 
I noticed that my my real time was actually slower than world record, but my my time without loads was faster. So for the longest time, I thought that um, you know, the loads were consistent, but they're not. So when we decided to change the the timing to use the actual loader mover, not real time, um, I, I basically brought up that maybe we should also change the category name because I think that you know, what was all my missions is the most popular. You know, it's the most fun to run, and whereas whereas uh, any percent at the time is just basically you get a couple of perks and shoot a guy in a car, and it's not very fun, and it's it, it's also very frustrating as well because it's a lot of RNG. So I was like, okay, maybe you know, change the names because I wanted all my missions to be the main category to be any percent because you know another reason for wanting to change it as well is because obviously the credits warp that is a i'm pretty sure i've never caught i've never contacted anyone to confirm this but i know it's a secret ending that was just put in there as like an easter egg and to me that doesn't feel like a proper you know actual any percent skip it just feels like you know a secret ending which doesn't actually end the game whereas any percent what we what we have now is all my missions does actually end the game you know when you when the credits roll you skip them and it ends the game. Whereas with with the other way, you skip them, and it says you failed the mission. And you have to retry. So, right, yeah, that, you, you, that, don't, that you don't get the prompt reason. to retry it in the other one. Yeah. So I thought it just made more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now let's let's talk about tech. You sounded like earlier that you had maybe uh, something that you discovered that you were proud of that you wanted to share when it came to glitches in Saboteur. Uh, yeah. So, um, there's not many. I mean. I guess there's a few skips you can do, as you know, because I came in your stream and I talked about it, where there's a lot of missions where you can take alternate paths and finish it in a different way you're not intended to. But I wouldn't really call those glitches. They're just kind of using your brain. But th- there is a glitch. So have you have you finished the game? I have, yeah. Okay, so do you know, after you do the, the race uh, with, uh, with Dirk at the end, and then basically you get a level five alarm and all the, you know, Nazis are after you, and all right that alarm is really slow that alarm is really slow um i have to confess i may have dealt with that in an unorthodox manner Uh, i actually climbed to the top of the eiffel tower and they let you use the hiding spot bar inside the eiffel tower i don't know why but that's how i got rid of (laughs) that alarm and then i had to walk all the way back down and then walk all the way back up again later but (laughs) <laughs> well, well, that that's actually quite a good strategy. I mean, for for a casual playthrough, but there's a lot of ways you can mm-hmm. finish that part. So you can you can do a fight back where you you, uh, you get introduces you to that earlier in the game where you can do a fight back and you fight some enemies and then you lose um, the alarm through killing them all. But that is also very slow, and you can also die easily on that for a level five alarm because when you do a level five alarm, it spawns tanks as well. When you do that fight back, and they can just destroy you. So that's not fun. You can also try to get lucky and lose it just by driving, but that is also very, 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 very random. Um, so what I found, there's a glitch w- which has like, it's so broken. Um, it should be more broken than it is, but it only has one use. So basically what you do is if you, there's a, it's, this, it's really, it's one of the most detailed glitches I've ever found. And I don't really know, like I'll probably just, I'll keep it in simple terms, but if you, if you die, uh, and then open the, the quick save menu and then load while you're dead and then retry at the same time. The game just bugs out. And uh, if you're on a mission and you sometimes it's very rare in Saboteur, but if there's some points where it'll save during a mission, because um, if you quick save, uh, most of the time when you load that quick save, it will just take you back before the mission. So you won't be on it. But sometimes on a rare occasion, it will 
keep saved on that mission. And when you when you do that, when you blow yourself up, load the save, and then retry at the same time, basically it respawns you, but the game doesn't know you're on the mission anymore. It doesn't think you're on the mission. So what we do there is as soon as that race ends, there's a checkpoint that saves the game. So we blow ourselves up, do that trick, respawn, and it just gets rid of the alarm. And uh, basically then the game thinks, well, you're not on a mission anymore. You can actually see the mini markers on the mini-map. And it's actually annoying because I've tried to, to, to find a way to skip missions using this, like kind of like the way you do in GTA, where you can make the game think you're on a mission when you're not. It's kind of the same concept, but it doesn't work because if you go up to a mission marker and you press it, it doesn't do anything. So... That's a shame, but with this, it gets rid of the alarm because you're not on the mission anymore. But the game doesn't update on you know like what you meant to do. Um, but in the code, it still checks that you have to lose an alarm. So we we crash through the the the, the Nazi thing, the Nazi checkpoint gives you a level one alarm. You lose that instantly. Then the game updates and it says go to the bell. So that's when it re-triggers the game and it's like, okay, you've, you've lost the level 5 alarm when you haven't. So that skips that for level 5 alarm. And that's the only glitch in the run. Yeah, that but was really cool to see that at the Because I was having that experience of climbing up the Eiffel Tower in my recent casual play. Uh, I was like, all right, well, what, what's he going to do to get rid of the alarm? And then it was like actually a really interesting and, and technical glitch. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty dope. No, it's, it's, I wish it had more application, but it doesn't. That's the only thing you can use it for at the moment. But that level 5 alarm used to cost me so many runs that it's just a lifesaver to, to have that now because even though it just kind of looks slow at the start that you're doing it, it saves a lot of time in the end run because you just you don't even have to worry about the alarm after that. Is it an intended feature of the game that when you jump on an enemy's head, they die? Or is that like a glitch? Do you know? I don't have a clue. Okay. I, just, I, I know that every time you jump on an enemy's head, they just die. Yeah, I, I, don't I know couldn't why. get over that. I, I think at one point in my casual play, I, I had jumped on Skylar's head, which which it didn't kill her. But like I noticed that like there was a weird physics interaction when I did that. And then, of course, watching... Well, actually, speaking of that, I swear that at one point, I killed one of my one of my like AI companions by jumping on them. I think... I don't know who it was, but I swear I did that once. Huh? So I don't know. Yeah, but, who knows? Um, Do you have any? There's, point? A, there's oh, a brilliant go, level. What? Uh, there's a brilliant level called uh, "Needs of the Few or the Many," where it, it's that it's that tr- level with the truck where you do like an auto scroller where you want a turret and the truck's driving around. Um, before you get on that turret, you have to save Veronique, and she's she walks around and she stands there and she's like, "Oh, thank you for saving me, Sean." And she gets in the truck, but sometimes it's very rare, and this happened on a really good run. She just walks around wherever she wants to, and I'm standing there shooting someone. She just walks right in front of my gunfire and just dies. <laughs> and it sent me all the way back to the start of the level, lost me like two minutes. Yeah, no, I remember so, dying on that level at least once or twice. Uh, that was definitely it was. And I, I in, in watching the speedrun, of course, you just as you should drive straight in there and like you know and, and break things up immediately instead of going onto the roof. And I was like, ah, that makes sense. You know, as as you said earlier, yeah, it's sometimes good- it's just using your brain to route it. Yeah, because like when that level, you obviously meant to get in the blimp, and then it takes you there. And that 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 blimp section where you get into the blimp and it takes you there is really cool. But the fact that you can just literally crash through the gate if you know where to go, and it just updates the the, the objective is just great. It saves so much time. There's a lot of places throughout the game where you can do that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, and I'm glad the game handles it too. Yeah, it's like at the start, you know, obviously you meant to um, go and speak to to Luke, and then. You go somewhere to, to steal some dynamite and then you go to the the, the place with the, the tankers and you blow them up. But 
you could literally just drive to it. And if you if you get two cars to blow up next to them with grenades, it just triggers the, the cutscene and you can continue the level as normal. And it's also very, very fast as well. I think that saves about two, two and a half minutes. I guess you could call that one a skip because that's not really intended. Um, but yeah, so if you mess that up, though, you have to restart because mm-hmm. if, obviously if you use the grenades and it doesn't blow up, right. you can't blow it up. So you have to restart, which is annoying for marathons. But yeah, it's it's one of the more... I, th- I, don't, actually, I don't think it was me that found that. I think someone else found that. I can't remember. But that was, that, that was not a, a trick when I started running the game. Now, do you have any, any plans to return to this one to, to challenge Gaburo or anybody? Uh, I'm, I may do it for like marathon runs mm-hmm. and stuff, but I don't really want to grind it for a PB. It's, it's fun, but it's very frustrating. And, you know, since it being an open world game, you know, cars you get loses you time, traffic loses you time. It just becomes annoying. But yeah. Also, I would like to give a quick shout out to Max Payne 2. Mm. Max Payne 2 is a very good speed game. Um, well, I, I don't, I don't really mention it to talk about today because i've only been running it a couple of months but it's a very good run and that's one of the another game that i wanted to run for a long time but never did but I, I eventually sat myself down and learned it and i actually ran it for a corona relief at gdq uh at the end of the start of this year as well and that was fun but the, max Payne 2 is a very good speed run and uh yeah that's, yeah no <laughs> i mean it's, a, it's a good game and you know i, I think it goes obviously you're as I kind of said before, you're, you're almost bursting with the seams of just sort of, you know, interest in different kinds of games. And, and Max Payne 2 is a great game. And I, I remember, I feel like years ago I had watched, I very, honestly forget who, uh, but, you know. It probably the, was St. Million that did that because he used to be really mm, popular with that yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, let's start to wind things down a little bit. Uh, one of the things that I do to add a little connective tissue to the interview series is to get a question from my previous guest uh, for my next guest and, you know, and to continue the chain from there. Uh, so my previous, well, as of the time of the release of this pod, my previous guest, uh, was, uh, Jabo, a fallout runner. Uh, and he had this question, uh, for you, which is if you could go back in time and choose a game to speed run and stream on Twitch, uh, what game and what period of time? Hmm. I would go back to running last of us and not stop. Cause I, I ran that game and I, I quit pretty early on to move on to other stuff but if i'd have carried on doing it i felt like my stream could have grown a lot more a lot quicker so if i could go back and do that i would do that no that's an extremely fair answer that's you know it's kind of one of those things where i feel like with with that question there's two tacks there's sort of like your personal you know i would have done this differently and then there's also just like sort of the realm of fantasy like oh you know if i could have been there at the beginning of i don't know something huge and ancient like quake or something you know like (laughs) um but that'd be but that does also mean now that I will need a question from you uh, for my next guest. And anything sort of gaming speedrunning related can be, you know, favorite soundtrack composer, can be more specific questions. Really anything you want to do, uh, you know, in terms of speedrunning or gaming that you would give to uh, to the next speedrunning guest, who I'm not going to tell you who it is right now. So you'll have to make it pretty generally applicable. Hmm. This is a very tough one because I'm not very good with questions. Uh Hmm. Could I ask like someone to do something instead? To to or does it have to mean be, like, like to name something or like to? I mean, yeah, I, I guess you could. Okay, okay. I guess a, a good question would just be to ask, you know, what their you know favorite game is of all time. That's a simple one. Okay, we'll go. Yeah, no, I, that has not that has not been done. Overall, overall favorite game because obviously I'll be asking what their favorite speedrun is, but that doesn't necessarily mean those are 
are one and the same. Uh, so we'll yeah, exactly, we'll do that. I mean, to be fair, my favorite game is Last of Us, but it's not my favorite speedrun. Mm-hmm, so exactly. Uh, going into the future, are there uh, future games that you are uh, haven't come out yet that are coming out in in the future have been announced that you're excited to to get to? Uh, well, I guess the only one that's coming out somewhat soon that I'm probably might run is uh, the new uh, the new Dark Pictures game, which will be Little Hope. So. They released Man of Medan last year, and I ran that with on co-op. But I, I have this like thing of like ever since Until Dawn came out, I like to run like super massive games. So when they release Little Hope, I'll probably do that as well, which is coming out in October. Apart from that, I don't really know. I, most of the time, when it comes to me running something that comes out, it's usually just if I play it and I like it enough, I'll do it. Right, right. But I don't really tend to like plan ahead of what I'm gonna do because I, as much as you may find this hard to believe. I don't really play that many games anymore. Most of my free time is just spent sitting there listening to music, and that's it. So I don't do much. I play some games with friends occasionally, or I'll do some speedruns, but there's not really many games that I look forward to anymore because I just know that they're usually huge disappointments mm-hmm. to me. So, yeah, now that happens sometimes. Sometimes you wanna you you wanna believe something will be right right up your alley, and it's uh it's just not. No. So, uh, where can people find you, and and what should they be looking for? I, I assume your Twitch, but feel free to plug anything else. Well, I upload most of my speedruns to YouTube, also some other niche little videos sometimes, which is just Matt Matt. My Twitch is also just Matt Matt. That's where I stream most of my speedruns, and then also Twitter. But I don't really use that. But feel free to follow me anywhere. That's all. That's Matt Matt one hundred one 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 because I can't change that at. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome, yeah, and of course, all those links, as well as links to other things we've discussed, such as uh, the, you know the, the marathon vods that I watched, uh, as well as uh, links to to shots fired, so you all can watch shots fired extraction uh, this fall, which you know again, my one of my favorite online marathon series, no doubt about it. Uh, Matt, Matt, one of my favorites too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt, thank you so much for for joining me and sharing all this information. You are welcome. It was a pleasure. All right, but I do need one more thing from you uh, to end it. Uh, usually what I like to do is use a very uh, cheesy catchphrase, like, let's boost on out of here. And when I say that, I'm going to need you to do like your best rocket engine booster noise. Oh, now you put me on the spot now. <laughs> are you ready? <sighs> I guess so. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Let's boost on out of here. Cool.